Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. December the 17th, 2020. I'm Bob Williams. Welcome to the Jim Gerhardt Podcast. And here he is, our humble host, Jim, why the long face Gerhardt? <laughs> no, did you see that okay? Yes, we did. That, that's, that's Manfred. That, that is Manfred. And somebody, a, a good friend made this for me or had it made. And this is Manfred, my, my Doby. And he's dressed up for the, uh, remember the old movie, the classic movie? This is Clint Doby and a fistful of Alpo. So, uh, great picture. I, lo- I love him. He's doing yeah. all right. He's doing all right. Well, I haven't seen him for a while. He he was he's a great little pup. He's a little puppy. He's a big man yeah, he used to come into the studio with me when he was a pup. You you got you played with it. Okay, I, I got to do something. Uh, well, we're sort of unhappy here uh, right off the bat this morning because of the passing of a very dear friend. And I I think you uh, know about this if you follow. Uh, Bill Spadio in the morning, and I hope you do. Bill did a beautiful piece about the passing of uh, Peter Greco, our, our dear, dear friend. And if you heard us doing the morning show, or Bob and I, for years, we had the opportunity and the great pleasure of talking about Peter and uh, Sandra and the boys and their business, the CSI group. They were very good friends of the radio station. And uh, Peter very unhappily passed away. And I, I, again, I, I will defer you to, uh, and I'm sure that'll still be on, on, the, uh, on the website, Bill's eulogy, which was beautiful. And I will not you know, try, try to top that, of course, but uh, I just, Peter was the kind of person that, he, in spite of becoming a enormously successful businessman, he, his first concentration was always family his family, and then if you were uh, but a client of his even, or a friend, you sort of became a member of this, this great emphasis on it. Now, just quickly, uh, the reason this is a dramatic story, uh, Peter, this is the, the quintessential American story. Here's a young man came as a teenager from Italy with nothing almost in his pocket, ended up by becoming superbly educated and able took advantage of his talents and built a very large and very uh, remarkable financial empire. And of course, in the process, he and, uh, and, and Sandra had raised their four sons, Joe and Robert and John and James, all became lawyers, certified public accountants, very prominent uh, people. Now, the business goes on. But, but what I think the lesson here is, I say the American lesson right now, you talk to young people. And uh, their first uh, cry is, I got rights. Well, see, in the generation before, Peter's and, and that of some of us, it's, I got opportunities. And I think that's the great divider. That's and it. so I, I just simply want to 
put that at rest and uh, I, I'll miss the big bear hug I got every time I was in his, it's a very sad event. But I was thinking a line of uh, W.H. Auden, the poet, and I'll paraphrase that. And the line is, Earth, receive an honored guest. Peter Greco is laid to rest. So, you know, that, that, that would, uh, speaking of Auden, and the world that we live in right now, a very interesting other line that Auden had one time, nothing to do with this, of course, but it, it was just before World War II, when the British were about to get sucked into the war, Hitler was trying to overrun uh, Europe. And he wrote this just couplet that said, in the nightmare of the dark, all the dogs of Europe bark. Hmm. Look what's barking out there right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh I, you want to talk about the weather? and. and Yes, you shall. And, and the school mm. situation, the, the confusion, the mass confusion, as usual. Uh, I did want to mention something that I, I thought an idea. And this is an idea. It's not a conspiracy thing. But I don't know if you followed this or not. Or you've been able to follow the Biden family uh, influence peddling mm -hmm. scandal that's going on. It looks, it looks very, very bad, although 93 percent of the media and, of course, the social media too will not let you hear about that uh, but I think you're going to hear more about it because it looks very very serious now this to me is a Christmas miracle <laughs> for the radicals right and how is that is that they got an out now they have an out they let this go you get to the inauguration you get through it then the media at the behest of their masters you know in, in the radicals starts playing this more and more they ease into it until it becomes commonly known that there's a great scandal here involving very likely the president. And then they can say the president can come out very early and say, like you do a Richard Nixon and saying, your president is not a crook. Uh, but this is very distracting. This is very distracting for the country. I do not want to be a distraction. Therefore, I will resign the office. And then uh, with full honors, he gets in the helicopter and goes home. And then guess who takes over? The ones who were intended to be in charge in the first place. <laughs> because the ones you're talking about, the, uh, the, the radicals on, on the Democratic side, they really didn't want him to begin with. He's, you know, he's been called, the, Biden's been called the Trojan horse of the party just to get them across the finish line, yeah. just to get control of the White House. And then well, once he's in, you know, they're going to throw him to the side. And I, I agree with you. I mean... This could be the perfect out for them to really perfect, pile perfect. on the rabbit. Yeah. It, it is a miracle. They're all going around now, you know, in, in, uh, in, yeah. in Thanksgiving, because they got this miracle that can get them out of it with some kind of honor uh, without any garbage or mess. It's very clear cut. And uh, I can say, well, Nixon handle it and get out of it. But uh, that is, uh, again, as I said, it, it is a thought, it is not a certainty. Now, what, what uh, uh, Joseph Biden, uh, Senator Biden or Vice President Biden has been the, the radicals beard, yeah. I think, in the, as the expression goes. So they're going to have to do something either to keep him completely out of it uh, for four years, which is going to be very, very hard to do, or they can go ahead and make their move. All right, speaking of moves, you, you would, uh, uh, oh, the, uh, we're talking now. Hey, I still got my. 
I still got my driveway shoveling hat on here. Let me, let me get my, I got to get my work hat on. Good heavens. So you haven't, so you haven't shoveled out yet, right? You're waiting for, uh, waiting for it to end, right? You got a little flurry down there, you said, or you're almost done? Well, this. we had, according to the weather service, we had 4.7 inches. You had what? You had much more than that. We had a little bit more than 10 up here in Morris County. So, um, yeah, we're, um, we're going we're gonna to shovel out after the show here. We're waiting for the plows to come through. We don't have to do double double work. But, I mean, Dan, Dan Zarrow, right on the money with, um, with the forecast and the areas that were going to be majorly affected. If you haven't paid much attention to Dan, Dan is the man. He is he's money. <laughs> comes to these forecasts so uh congratulations to our dan zero but um yeah so um so now now we've got the the controversy with the schools which are basically all uh, virtual because of the pandemic they're already home and some of the schools have given uh, given the kids the day off today the 17th because of uh, the snow so a lot of people are wondering, oh, should they be given the day off even though they're home? There's no reason that they can't stay by their computer and learn. Or do you want to just give them a traditional day off to a frolic in the snow? Now, you go back way back when, when, <laughs> when you had to walk to school uphill the same way, right? Back and, and back home uphill, too. It was right. uphill both ways. It's in our in our recollection through through two feet of snow, you know all of it. Yeah. So I mean, there probably was no such thing as a snow day way back then. No. Uh, and then we got into the snow days, which were reasonable when you couldn't get around for extreme circumstances. And then the snow days went to the other extreme to the point where schools were canceling on just the forecast of snow because they're afraid of getting sued uh, yeah. the, with a potential bus accident or or some sort of problem with the weather as opposed to really looking at the the hard cold facts that maybe you can have it if you you know if you're just uh, not afraid of the lawyers that are going to come after you and now we're at the point where you know with the with the advent of technology and everybody's being uh, uh, taught from home why do you even need to put school uh, snow days on the calendar unless there's some mitigating circumstances like uh, uh, teachers union uh, uh, influences? I don't know. What do you think? Um, I, <laughs> thank heavens. It's not anything that concerns me immediately. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think even my grandchildren have gotten beyond uh, beyond going to school. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just such a mass of confusion and it's good. You know, something, the uh, sort of to extend this and jump into the, the large picture here again, which everything seems to sort of lead to, at least in my mind, that all this confusion about the election, you're going to have to do it again. There's going to be chaos part two, son of chaos in January when the Georgia election is determined. Nobody is going to give up and it's, it's right for all manner of suspicions, of improprieties. So we're in this for a long, long time. And uh, how this all will affect the uh, <laughs> the school systems, I do not know, but but I'm sure they're in a state of confusion. If I were a teacher, I wouldn't want to come into a class for heaven's sake. Yeah. Well, because I mean kids, the kids, you, you don't know what they're doing at home. Half the parents aren't paying any attention to the restrictions anyway. So uh, I, I, as far as the virtual business is concerned, uh, if this is the way it has to be, the, the interesting thing about the uh, virtual education for kids, 
kids who are motivated are going to really do well with this. They're going to do great. Right. And the kids who are not motivated, heaven help us. I mean, we're, we will have a, a generation of uneducated people out there. I mean, Maybe you're would be yeah, to the advantage of certain factions. Right. And you're looking at that right now. You're looking at uh, nearly two years of, uh, of someone's uh, high, uh, schooling uh, basically you know, being thrown away in some spots. People are losing two years, some kids. And like you said, some kids are you know, going to take advantage of that and really thrive, and others are just going to fall by the wayside. And when this thing is all over with, you're going to get a, a sixth grader who's got the intelligence or the reading level of a fourth grader. And then you're going to wonder where that came from and what happened. And, and then once that happens, it's very difficult for a child to catch up. Well, you've even got that now. You have in some of these uh, what special school districts, I forget the name they used to have for them. Uh, you have kids graduating who cannot pass an eighth grade competency test. Right. So what they do, they simply declare, oops, they're just not good at taking tests and out they go into the workplace. At one time, one of the great difficulties with the young people just coming out of school, getting jobs, especially in the, uh, the labor you know, type trades, was because they could not read warnings on equipment. And therefore, the employer was liable for them getting into accidents and doing harm to themselves because they couldn't read. Uh, this, was, this was a problem before we started you know, the, with the, uh, the virtual education. But virtual education, you could take advantage of it. People are getting college degrees. Uh, presumably, some of them at least are, are valid online. And uh, I know the military for example, have had a uh, relationship with the University of Southern Illinois, which is a very, very good school, even feels a good football team. It's a big school, Southern Illinois. In fact, who is it? Jim Hart, the quarterback for the St. Louis Cardinals, was their quarterback. So they turned out, they're, they're, they're a major school. So they've had a relationship You're talking about uh, Carbondale, Southern Illinois, Carbondale? Yes, yes. That's where That's where Kathleen, uh, Kathleen got her uh, doctorate from. All right, so I'm saying this this is a valid major school. They have arrangements with the military now, and they, they have relations that uh, it's, it's largely virtual or online, but also a certain amount of it presence in military. My son, Jonathan, is getting his second master's degree from Carbondale, the University of Southern Illinois, at uh, largely, and I think he may even have worked on it sometime in Afghanistan. But anyway, largely at the uh, set with the second Marines at Camp Lejeune in, in Carolina. And so this has been going on for a long time. So the point is, if, if a kid wants to work at it, is motivated to work at it, it's a great opportunity. Yes. But if you're not, uh, then you've got nothing. You, you know, the proverbial traditional hat full of rain. So mm -hmm. uh, uh, the. Uh, I, we, we have limited time here, so I kind of jump around. I'm lo looking at a few notes I got here. The, uh, uh, oh, the, uh, the congressional revolt. Did you, did you hear that or see that that's going on now in the Congress? Tell me, tell me more about that. I think I heard a little bit about that. Okay. This, this came out this morning. Now this, uh, young twit who seems to be running the democratic party, at least the radical part of it, uh, what, uh, Alexandria Cortez who obviously is an intelligent person, who, again, as I understand it, <laughs> has the backing of a billionaire who's 
playing the political game with the, she is the the, what, the the game piece. But anyway, she has now said that Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, the two heads of the parties in the Congress, should get out of it, be replaced. Now that's important because here is a person serving their first term. Generally, you have no power. You sit there and shut up. But she has a lot of power, apparently, with these people and the backing of the whole progressive radical faction. And she is, is saying they have to go. Now, that's going to make it very, very interesting. I'm assuming she wouldn't have said that if she thought they were going to replace him with a conservative. I mean, that's out of the question. Right, right. And so, but a point later, she will say, well, oh, goodness, please. I, I'm so flattered <laughs> that you picked me. Poor little me, petit moi, <laughs> do the Miss Piggy act. Yeah. Uh, but that is an interesting thing coming up. There are, uh, oh, here's a thought. I, I, I get, you know, the old thing of 50 pounds of thoughts in a 20 pound bag here. Uh, just things going on and observations. You notice the judges, all of these challenges to the election that are being made by states, Republicans, individuals, are all being denied by judges. You know, the Supreme Court refused to hear this big suit on behalf of a whole slew of states right. over, the, over the election. Now, there is so much obvious suspicion about the election, so, so many credible testimonials to fraud, that you would think that this would have some validity. And you say, well, if I can see it, how come these judges can't see it? I got a, a, a thought here now. Maybe the judges are doing us a great favor. If well, we do know that right after the election, had the Republicans won, the radicals had their, their Democratic goon squads, the Soros goon squads, all ready to start looting, tearing down, disrupting the country, destabilizing the country. Now, if they turn this election around and say, okay, boy, this was massive fraud, we're going to recap, Trump's going to win the Electoral College, he will become the president, you're going to see more of that. You're going to see civil war because they, they are primed, fueled by this four years of total hatred. They're going to be primed. And I think these judges may, even the Supreme Court judges, may in the back of their mind and say, look, I, I, I sympathize with the suits. I see what's happening. But we got to cut our losses here. We will turn a monster loose if we allow this election to be changed right now. And there's going to be great loss of lives. Conceivably, it could turn into a realistic civil war, or at least to the extent that the military is going to have to come in and be the decisive factor. And so the, the potential loss and damage by recognizing judicially the fraud in the election could be much worse than just going along with this and let it go, let it ride itself out, and then people can come back in two years in the congressional midterm elections and throw these people out. So I think it's a thought. I don't know. I don't know any member of the Supreme Court, but I can see somebody thinking that. And this is, this is a heck of a bind to be in. To say, okay, if I decide this, and if I go along with this, this could be the sort of the end of the country as we know it. But are so they really, but, bite my tongue and 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 don't hear the case? Yeah, but uh, you know, to that to your point, uh, ruling that way, aren't you ruling based on fear of what could yes. happen, as opposed yeah. to possibly what is possible? Uh, the correct. That's that's my whole point. 
that the fear is greater than the what judicial acumen in this case. I, I again, I don't, I've not talked to one of them. <laughs> yeah. But I think it is a distinct possibility because if you think, what if you had that responsibility? And you could see what's happening already, even with their their uh, their their candidate in the in the catbird seat. They're still looting, maiming, you know, causing you know assaulting because they can get away with it. Now, if you turn this election around and withdraw the Democratic candidate and and inaugurate the Republican candidate, there's going to be hell to pay. It's going to break loose. They're not going to take it peacefully, as has been traditional in our system. So this this is the thought. Yes, yes, fear, cold fear, and yeah. what could happen if they do that? I would. It, it is it is a thought. So, I, I have. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say. Um, so uh, rumor has it, with the uh, Biden administration being uh, selected, the candidates for the different cabinet positions, that um, Governor Governor Cuomo is a rumored finalist for Attorney General General yeah. under the uh, Biden administration. I mm-hmm. wanted to, you know. Harken back months ago. Remember when you uh, pined on that you were hoping that Biden would win because then he would take uh, Governor Murphy with him as a cabinet position. But uh, apparently Governor Murphy lately, his statements have been more focused on here in New Jersey. He hasn't had too many national statements on uh, portraying himself as a, a national politician, more so concentrating on New Jersey and maybe concentrating on his uh, reelection next year. So looks like we're stuck with the gov and it looks like uh, New York may be able to get rid of their governor. Well, about our governor, I was thinking of a line from, remember the line, the Uncle Remus stories? Oops, I can't say that anymore. That That's not considered politically correct. But remember the Burr Fox, he lay low. <laughs> and I think Burr Fox is laying low here in New Jersey just to wait to see how some of this stuff plays out. A um, um, couple of the, I got a question for you. Um, this indoor dining thing, which yeah. is a major controversy. New York uh, has shut down indoor dining for New York City. Pennsylvania governor did the same thing there a week or so ago. Um, why not New Jersey? Why has Governor Murphy been uh, holding holding back on uh, prohibiting indoor dining? Um, I'm curious about that. Is there anything? Well, behind- well, the, the official reason is that we do not have the problem to the extent these other states do. Therefore, they are acting uh, within the uh, uh, the area of uh, the situation in their state, our state does not require that right now. That would be the answer, and it's a it's a perfectly rational answer that we have not gotten to that point. I was reading a story this morning in California where they pretty much locked the state down. You know, got people almost quarantined in their homes, everything except <laughs> the strip clubs. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's an open. <laughs> and did I hear correctly that there's some sort of recall going in California against their governor? And oh, that they have a million and they several. Yeah. They a million and a half signatures or votes for that. And apparently they're halfway there. Seven hundred and fifty thousand yeah. people have signed to recall that governor. That's uh that's a that's a fascinating thing. Halfway there, you get a little bit more publicity. That would be amazing if that really came to play, huh? I don't think we've seen that. It's very interesting. Well, all they have to do is get this uh, voting software they use in the election and use it, <laughs> which was developed, after all, for who? Uh, what is it? Uh, Hugo Chavez. And it, it, really, this is how this is how this <laughs> this system 
was developed on purpose so that the dictator in Venezuela, it was developed for him so he could cheat on the election. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so that uh, that's always a possibility. And, and maybe California will install that software yeah. or the governor to keep it. Going. So it is an interesting thing. I run across this, uh, just sometimes you're surfing and you run across things unexpectedly. You know, the separation of church and state in this country that is so precious, especially to the left, that you can't uh, mention the names of, or, or any, anything doing to do with religion, or one sorehead is going to complain and the school gets sued and the whole thing. I was reading this. This is, was from, in Canada, called the Ontario Education Act. Teachers' duties, quote, to inculcate the principles of Judeo-Christian morality mm. and highest regard for truth, justice, and love of country. Uh -huh. <laughs> you, you try that here. Yeah, good luck. Oh, man. Uh, the, uh, I don't know. We're, we're, in a, uh, uh, we're in a pool pie. You know what a pool pie is? There's this term in the Bokaninist religion, which was the religion of a, of a remote Caribbean island. And they had their own religion. Bokanan was, was the prophet. So the Bokaninist, they had a saying when things were just getting out of hand, they called it a pulpa. And pulpa is variously interpreted as one, the wrath of God or the great poop storm up yonder. Mm. They didn't say poop. They used the dreaded S word. <laughs> so we're having a poo storm here right now. Yeah. And uh, again, we, we got to go through another one. Or it has to. Come on, Max. I got Max down here. Come here. Oh, there he is. You see, Max? Yep, I see him. Hi, Max. Max is head cat. He's the tall cat at the trunk. There you go. Yep. There you go. So um, wanted to touch on vaccines. The vaccines yeah. are here. First. Um, First uh, responder over in Newark uh, received hers the other day, and uh -huh. Governor Murphy was on hand for that. So it's making its way throughout all 50 states now. Uh, but some people are reticent about uh, getting it uh, because of possible misinformation, um, feelings, personal feelings. A um, couple of questions. There's a bill out there. Mike Simons did a story on our website uh, can your employer make you take the vaccine? Apparently, there's some legislation being proposed on that. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think of that? Do you think it should be required for people to go back to work on site to have the vaccine? I do not know. I can't speak for anybody else. I mean, this like uh, traditionally was an individual choice. Whether now they can mandate it because we are getting more and more into sort of a totalitarian type area where an edict from the governor. Uh, and, and of course, the legislature going along with it, they can force it. Right. And of course, there's reluctance there because once we start acquiescing to their forcing these issues on us that formerly were voluntary, the more the, the, the regimentation is very, very distasteful. There are people who will not take it simply because they're ordered to do it, the contraries. I don't know, to tell you the truth. Uh, I, I will face that. I've not gotten to the point that anybody's. Uh, suggesting I do it one way or the other. Right. I do know that I decided that there's no point in getting a flu vaccine this year because I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, uh, who am I going to get it from unless I, the birds start dropping it or something? Right. 
So there's not much possibility. And I have a tendency to feel the same way about this. There's so many possibilities. I understand the urgency. I understand the urgency. I still have some confusion in my mind about the extent of this whole thing. It somehow seems out of hand. It does not seem realistic. All of a sudden, these huge millions and millions of cases and people, I don't see the, the, what the death toll is, is. It's just hard to grasp that this is actually going on without being in a position to see any of it. And so it, it, it does seem like a... Uh, well, I can't say it's a tempest in a teapot. It's much more serious than that. But I still think that if you treat the people who are the most susceptible and the rest of us use our heads with the mask, the distancing, and, of course, more importantly, I think the diet, taking care of your, your system so it can fight this, right. should be just about sufficient unless you are very seriously ill. Obviously, you have to be hospitalized. Right. Well, I think uh, it's part that the uh, first responders and the elderly and the retirement homes are the first to receive the vaccines. Um, I think that's a very wise move. Uh, but Did, uh, did the know. governor get the shot when he was there? I, I don't know. I, I missed that. I, I would presume he probably would. Uh, but no, I can't. I can't confirm that. I'm not sure. Um, also wanted to bring up um, President-elect Biden is also proposing that uh, there be a mandatory mask wearing uh, nationwide for for the first 100 days of his uh, presidency. Uh, what do you think of that? Mandatory masks, all 50 states, wherever you go. You get to choose whose uh, mask you have. I remember the old Nixon mask for Halloween. That's what I want. <laughs> and can we put advertisement legal, on our masks? Legal, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, we're all going around. Uh, oh, I don't know. I, I got, we're, we're running close on time. I want to do so. I want to throw something out, but I've not heard anybody say it. Now, probably people have. They're certainly more observant and wiser people than me. This is about the outgoing president, no matter what you might think. And with all the criticism he's got, all the negativity, and all the putting his own feet in his mouth business, Trump should get, and this has been meant, this part of it's been mentioned, a Trump for the Nobel Prize. And they've talked about that because of a Mideast Accord. Have you thought of this one reason that Donald J. Trump would deserve several Nobel Prizes is for defeating and exterminating ISIS right. in the Middle East? How many thousands of people avoided murder, torture? That was one of the most horrible machines in the history of the world. Their, their, their atrocities, they're just, just unspeakable uh, genocides of uh, this business of, of executing children who got caught playing soccer. Uh, the fact that he did initiate the action to end that, there are thousands, probably millions of lives by now that were saved. Does that not deserve some recognition? Right. I haven't seen any. I hope I hope he gets record recognition for a lot of things that he did because he he really made some positive changes. You may not have liked the way he went about it, but you know I think a lot are a lot better off. The classic case of a person who would have been reelected by a landslide if he just got into his cellar like Biden did and shut up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got one more thing I want I want to I want to. Do you remember Nancy Ripa? 
Uh, Is that ring a bell? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I've been thinking about this. I guess it was because of thinking about uh, Peter, my, my good dear friend that I'd mentioned earlier. Uh, Nunzi also had a, a, a premature end. He uh, was in a, a cleanup. Yes, but, yeah. And we used to talk about, he was running for governor as an independent populist. This would be back in the middle 90s. Beautiful thing about it, Nunzi's campaign slogan. And a lot of people have thought this. Do you, you remember? Yes, you remember? say it, say this it. The slogan was, let's all get together, go to Trenton, and beat hell out of everybody. Hell out of everybody, yes. Uh, good God one. bless you. Rest well, Nancy and Peter. I'm sure that uh, you you were resting well and getting the recognition where you are that you deserve. So. Hey, uh, I'll loop me back real quick. Thanks to Angela and Barbara. They uh, answered our question. No, Governor Murphy did not receive the vaccine the other day. So uh, I wonder why. Hmm. Your person, I wonder why. Maybe. Uh, who knows? But he, he didn't get it. They're watching somebody else get it. Yeah. Maybe, he's, he maybe he's afraid of needles. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a valid excuse? <laughs> Man. I don't know. Listen, have yourself a great time. Bob, it's a delight to always talk with you. God bless you and, and everybody. And, and uh, hang in, because we ain't out of the woods yet on this. Just try to stay calm, stay healthy. Yeah. Hey, a programming note before we sign off here. We will be here next Wednesday, December 23rd, and Wednesday, December 30th, because of the holidays, because of Christmas Eve, next Thursday and New Year's Eve, we'll be uh, doing the podcast live here on Facebook Live next Wednesday, the 23rd at 10.30, and the same thing on Wednesday, the 30th at 10.30. So, have a great uh, week getting ready for Christmas, and Jim, you take care, take care of scribbling, and we'll, we'll see you next week. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.